But this is Alan Condon with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Dr. Stephen Monteith, Director of Cerebrovascular Neurosurgery at Providence Swedish in Seattle. Dr. Monteith, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Fantastic. So before we dive into our discussion today, I'd love to turn the floor over to you to hear a little bit more about your role, your background, and your organization. Sure. So uh, my name is Stephen Monteith. I'm the Director of Cerebrovascular Neurosurgery here at uh, Providence Swedish uh, at the Neuroscience Institute. Uh, my background uh, is uh, originally uh, born in the UK, but grew up in, in uh, New Zealand. So that's the uh, accent. Uh, and then I uh, did my training in Virginia at the University of Virginia, as well as Thomas Jefferson University in uh, Philadelphia before coming to Swedish, uh, uh, now Swedish Providence, 10 years ago. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of my background. My focus in neurosurgery is uh, in cerebrovascular neurosurgery as well as brain tumors, uh, but particularly uh, vascular neurosurgery, both open and endovascular uh, techniques. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the brief introduction, Dr. Monty. So, so to open the discussion of today, I'd love to get a little bit of insight into what you see as the most exciting innovations or technologies within neurosurgery. So one of the uh, things that we've been working on uh, recently, uh, partnering with uh, Microsoft as well as uh, Metavis, uh, which is a uh, startup company in uh, New York, is uh, working uh, using holographic technology uh, for surgical planning uh, and optimization of surgical strategy uh, for neurosurgical procedures, particularly uh, cranial neurosurgery. Um, so really what we've been using is uh, the Microsoft HoloLens 2 device, which um, some of the listeners may be familiar with from uh, video game technology as well as uh, um, uh, increased use in, in industry, uh, mechanical engineering, for instance, or uh, in factories and that sort of thing for optimization. Um, and we've been using this device uh, partnered with uh, a, a medical device company with Metavis uh, for surgical planning uh, and optimization in the operating room. Oh, fantastic. What, can, you, can you describe to me what are some of the biggest benefits that the Microsoft HoloLens 2 provides to surgeons? So the uh, HoloLens device, essentially, um, you can think of uh, creating a holographic twin of a patient's anatomy. So a patient will get a, a CT scan or an MRI scan with uh, uh, vascular imaging or imaging which can show a tumor in the brain, and we can create a holographic twin where uh, we can manipulate this hologram which has all the patient's anatomy, and what that can do is it can give us a really good three-dimensional understanding of uh, the pathology that we're dealing with, whether it be an aneurysm or a brain tumor, uh, as well as the surrounding anatomy. So the, the idea is that we can optimize our surgical strategy uh, do a smaller uh, opening in the skull, we call that a craniotomy. Um, so we can have a smaller opening to get down to where we need to get to. Uh, we can have a really good 3D understanding of um, uh, critical structures or um, at-risk structures that might be uh, hiding beneath the pathology, difficult to see unless you can see around corners. Um, and so what we're really doing is uh, optimizing our strategy for surgery um, using this uh, device for uh, planning. And then when we get to the operating room, we can actually fuse our surgical plan. Um, we're able to do a sort of a virtual craniotomy where we can remove bone um, 
uh, in the uh, office, so to speak, and then we can fuse that plan onto the patient's skull uh, once they're positioned in the operating room to ensure that our surgical strategy is, is going to work in real life uh, when we uh, start doing the surgery. Fantastic. Can you talk a little bit about how much benefit that uh, that preoperative planning uh, actually provides to surgeons? And I'm curious to also hear a little bit about how it benefits patients as well. Of course. So, uh, you know, it's well established that uh, any practical activity, whether it's playing the piano or hitting a, a golf ball or throwing a football, um, you get better with rehearsal, right? So there's very clear evidence that surgical rehearsal um, uh, improves uh, the time in the operating room for the surgeon, as well as increased confidence uh, going into a procedure. So the benefit to the patient is um, um, uh, our hope is to prove that there's a decreased risk involved uh, in some of these complex procedures, that the operating time will be decreased because uh, we've optimized the surgical strategy. Uh, and sometimes that means using a, a more minimally invasive approach to surgery uh, because we, we've uh, maybe trialed several different surgical plans in the office, and, and we found that um, we've got the optimal one uh, ready and uh, rehearsed for when we go to the operating room. And, and what about surgeons at uh, your practice? How, how have they incorporated the Microsoft HoloLens 2 into their, their workflow? How has it impacted your workflow from the preoperative standpoint right through to operating on the patient? Well, we found it to be very helpful. Uh, sometimes there's more than one way to do something, and it's um, been very helpful for us to uh, try out those um, uh, approaches uh, in, in the office, so to speak, before we get to the operating room. Uh, we've been able to see um, uh, relationships of complex anatomy uh, better than what we can on our traditional imaging studies. The ability to, to manipulate the hologram, uh, the three-dimensional rendering, uh, of both the pathology as well as the normal anatomy uh, has really helped us to optimize our approach uh, and our strategies for surgery, as well as the uh, obvious implications and benefits for educating uh, colleagues or um, uh, visiting uh, surgeons, et cetera, um, uh, so they can get a, um, a really good understanding of why we uh, chose a particular approach. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up as well from, from an educational standpoint. Can, can you find on that point in terms of the education of uh, visiting surgeons or, or, or younger surgeons in your practice? Sure, of course. So um, whether it's fellows or residents or uh, visiting surgeons, uh, the uh, system with Metaverse and Microsoft is really unique. Um, uh, you have the ability to, uh, as I said, practice the craniotomy using a kind of an erase tool, which is um, uh, you can basically pixel erase the, uh, the cranium um, to practice what, what your approach might be. And then you can see whether, you know, is this going to get me to where I need to get to? Am I going to see all the anatomy that I need to see? And so that can be very helpful uh, for surgical trainees. In addition to that, one of the unique features using um, the Microsoft device is the ability to uh, use Microsoft Teams. So, um, you know, there's a HIPAA-compliant um, uh, video conferencing capability built into the HoloLens, and so we have the ability to actually uh, uh, see what the surgeon is seeing, whether it's surgical planning in the office or the surgical plan in the operating room. That can actually be uh, beamed live uh, over Microsoft Teams, uh, which can be very helpful for um, educating uh, other surgeons. 
Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of buzz. Um, it sounds like such an exciting technology. I was hearing a lot of buzz about augmented reality, virtual reality, particularly within the surgical realm. Uh, how big of an impact do you think that these AR and VR technologies will have on, the, on surgeons going forward? Yeah, I think um, if we look back at uh, image guidance uh, 20 years ago, uh, there were uh, folks that you know, thought it wouldn't catch on, and, and now it's sort of hard to imagine us uh, doing some of these procedures without image guidance. And I think you know, the, the AR and VR space is rapidly developing. There's huge investments from Microsoft and others uh, um, into this space, and I think it's only a matter of time before the augmented uh, reality platforms really take over the image guidance uh, space uh, in the operating room, and we're already starting to see that. Uh, so I think it's a it's a very exciting area to be involved in. Um, we're really excited to partner with Microsoft and Metavis uh, with this technology, um, and it's only going to get better. So I think while this is the uh, kind of cutting edge of this technology, um, it's a very exciting future and, and a great opportunity for uh, learning from uh, both parties as, as we move forward and, and develop the technology. Yeah, and obviously today it's still very much in its infancy stage, but very, very exciting what, what surgeons are able to use this technology for. You said that you see it only getting better down the line. Have you got any insight into how you would like to see this technology advance in the next coming years? Well, um, yeah, Microsoft obviously um, have uh, you know, huge interest from uh, all, all sorts of different industries uh, in terms of developing the HoloLens. Um, at, from our standpoint, the technology already is is really uh, quite amazing. And for anyone that's that used the device, um, the application for medical um, uh, use is, is fairly obvious. Uh, right now, um, it's it's pretty close to being perfect, uh, but there's always room for optimization in terms of workflow and um, even better resolution and lighting of the hologram. Uh, coloring of the hologram, for instance, for uh, um, different uh, structures in the brain. Uh, that's what we, we'd like to see, um, as well as optimization of the, um, the registration process where we basically take the imaging and fuse it to the uh, patient's head in the operating room. Um, uh, there's, there's always uh, things that can be done to make you know, things easier and faster for us. Uh, but it's pretty good at, uh, where it's at right now. Fantastic. Uh, Dr. Monty, it's really fascinating to hear, hear you break down this uh, exciting, innovative technology. I'm wondering if you have a quick word on any other technologies you really see on the forefront of neurosurgery in the coming years. Well, that's a, that's a very uh, broad question. Uh, you know, I think every subspecialty of neurosurgery has uh, got exciting innovations, whether it be uh, the uh, endovascular uh, devices, which is... Uh, you know, near and dear to my heart uh, in terms of treating aneurysms from inside the blood vessels. There's uh, just a, a myriad of uh, intravascular or intrasacular devices used for the treatment of aneurysms. Uh, and there's uh, huge innovations in functional neurosurgery for uh, the treatment of movement disorders as, as well as uh, in, in the spine world. So it's a very broad question. Um, I think in terms of what we're talking about today with image-guided uh, neurosurgery, uh, and augmented reality, I think that's a particularly interesting space uh, because we haven't really changed uh, the game in terms of neuronavigation in maybe 20 years. There hasn't really been uh, too much innovation. Uh, but this 
uh, transition from image guidance to augmented reality guidance uh, and image guidance fused into one. I think that's um, really kind of a, um, a, a game-changing um, uh, step, uh, as it were, um, in terms of kind of all of general neurosurgery. Um, I think this holographic image guidance is going to be a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're seeing a lot of surgeons talk about that in the spine world, like you mentioned, the orthopedic world, also neurosurgery as well. Certainly really exciting to keep our fingers on the on the lines of what's going on in the in the AOR and VR space in the coming years. So Dr. Monty, can you give us a bit of insight into what type of cases you're using this technology for? So we've really been using it for the full uh, gamut of uh, of cranial neurosurgical procedures. So we've been using it for the treatment of uh, intracranial aneurysms, uh, arteriovenous malformations, and uh, brain tumors in particular. And we found it being uh, incredibly helpful for the uh, preoperative planning for those uh, procedures uh, to optimize our uh, surgical uh, uh, corridor and to uh, be able to perform the surgeries with a, a smallest uh, craniotomy um, uh, for the patient, uh, thereby minimizing disruption of any healthy tissue on the way to doing what we need to do uh, with those complex pathologies. Fantastic. So, Dr. Montes, again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak with us and share your insight today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to connecting with you again down the line. You're most welcome, and thanks for the opportunity, and uh, looking forward to it.